Welcome to the Breaking Chains podcast, where we are breaking free from the chains of our past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time we ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt in to a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in timeless principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you've been craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force and true prosperity in all arenas, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high performance coach and faith-based mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Breaking Chains podcast. It's Christine Jewell. And we are in part five of this six part series as I am reintroducing the Breaking Chains podcast. What is this mission all about? I'm sharing some raw, real stories about my own life. And specifically on these last two, I will continue to have this conversation and look at many different areas. But I want to share some of the biggest shifts that I made in my own life to get to where I am today to, to share, you know, like the, the life, the experience, the structure, everything of how I'm living my life today is radically, radically different than how I was living even five years ago, definitely a decade ago. And it's like everything has been turned inside out, upside down, right side up. And I'm in such a different space and. I could not be here if I had not gone through this path of initiation. I call it the warrior's initiation, the journey from head to heart into a whole new playing field. And here's the thing, you guys, there are so many realities. There are so many realities available to us at any given moment in time. Every single morning you wake up, you are choosing your pathway for the day with every single text, with every single email, with every project you say yes to, every client you take on, every employee, every single day, the workouts you miss, the workouts you do, everything is stacking. And we know this, and it's a a beautiful gift to be able to wake up, you know, this morning I was on a run and I was like, thank you, God. Like, I just feel flooded with gratitude for one more day to get to come into more alignment, more yes, in alignment with where God's calling me, where he is sending me to work, the authorized work he's having me do, the mission I'm on, the people he wants me to serve, the conversations he wants me to have, the family he wants me to love. Like, full alignment every day is another opportunity to kind of right the ship, you know, get those wheels right on, on the vehicle of our life. And what a gift that is, right? That it's like, if we were veer off one day, we can come right back. You know, and all it takes is a couple tweaks to start moving back in the right direction. And truly it's a, a testament of God's grace, of God's love. And, you know, it's just so beautiful to have that opportunity every single day to do it right one more time, to try to get it a little bit better today. And I'll tell you that when you do that, there's so much flow that opens up in your life. So a couple of things, go back, definitely listen to the last four episodes. Breaking Chains is really about breaking free, breaking free from the constructs of the world, the world system, which is a factory system. It's really designed to like chew you up and spit you out a cog in the wheel where you were just taught what to think, not how to think. You're, you're in a system, right? That is kind of pre-structured for you, uh, an operating system. 
And so many people that I speak to, they say, I feel like a machine. I'm just like going through the motions day in, day out. You know, it's because you're in the machine system. You're in the inverted system. God did not design us to be operating like slaves. He did not design us to be operating like factory workers, just going through the motions, feeling mundane, disconnected from our divine design, our unique abilities, our talents, our creative life force. You know, when you're just going through the motions every day, you are like, not tapping in to your God-given gifting, your potential, your calling, like you're so disconnected so far from it. So we are designed to be operating in our genius. We're designed to be operating in beautiful connection with each other and in marriage and relationship. We're designed to be doing work that is fulfilling and life-giving and not only multiplies us, but multiplies everyone around us and glorifies God in the process. Like that is what it means to prosper and multiply. And that is what we were created for. But you know that along the lines, right in the very beginning, there was a distortion that came in. Faulty programs got planted <clears throat> and humans since day one have been chasing the wrong things. And, and this is like the mission is to put things back in the right order. So when we talk about breaking chains, we're talking about breaking free from that upside down inverted program. We are talking about breaking free from addictions, generational patterns, generational woundings, you know, batons of faulty programs, poverty, uh, you know, just having to strive in a hard way, lifetimes of abandonment of rejection that we just keep passing on and saying yes, as we break free and we draw a line in the sand, we start saying yes to the legacy that God has for us, for our children, our children's children, the generations after us. And that includes every single person that we touch through our work. This morning as I was praying, I, went, I go for a run in the morning. Sometimes I do this prayer walk or prayer run around the neighborhood. And yes, I'm getting a workout in and I'm also just flooded with so much gratitude. And I listen to worship music and I stop and pray where I feel the Holy Spirit just prompting me to stop and pray. And one of the things that I always imagine when I'm doing this or always comes up at different points is that anywhere that my feet would go, that it would be blessed ground, that there would be a blessing that would drop there. And I would leave a tidal wave, like a ripple effect you know, when I'm walking down the sidewalk on those homes, in those people, it's the same thing in my business. When I work with people that, you know, the work of my hands will be highly favored. The work of my mouth would be highly favored. And I'm sharing all of this because this is a very different way of thinking. This is on the other side of breaking free. We're on the inverted system, slave system. It's all about, oh, what can I get for me? What can I get for me and my family? How can I make more money? How can I get more stuff? How can I just work my butt off so that one day I can finally relax and be in retirement and then I'll finally be able to breathe and then I can finally relax and enjoy all the stuff I've accumulated. Such a different place to operate when you are free from that program and you realize that every day you can wake up and you can experience everything that you've been chasing all those other times to try to get to, which was a feeling. The peace is here now. The love is here now. The joy is here now. The contentment and the fire that go together is here now, right? The passion in your heart and your soul is here now. But you've got to make the leap from one world, one operating system, one way of doing life, marriage, business, all of the things, managing money into a completely different system, which I believe is a heavenly system, the kingdom system that God had created for us to really be in a place where we would thrive. Okay. So I know I went on a little rant there, but I just, when you see a whole new world, you just want to bring people into it, right? It's like you go somewhere 
incredible new and you see what's available and what's possible and you realize if it's possible for me it's possible for everyone else and you want to bring people in you want to share the message and i'm here because people went before me and showed me what was possible so i want to share the seven steps and again there's more this this conversation today is birthed out of the fact that my book drop the armor is coming up to be released at the end of may first week of june I'm so, so excited. I got the manuscript in. I got the, the copy to send out for endorsements. And I was just rereading the first three chapters. And it was just so moving to not only read your own story, read the journey, but really just to witness how much has transformed. And I'm so excited to see what God does as this book gets out into the hands of more leaders, more people. I really do pray that it creates a ripple effect. But what I share in the book is this journey that I went through like really God took me through to break free from being a warrior of the world, literally worrying about all the things of the world, fighting all the wrong battles, creating more division, more exhaustion, to being a warrior of the heart in deep service and deep devotion to the King of Kings, the Holy Spirit, and just being led completely different, fighting for a whole new set of things from a different vantage point with different fuel in my heart, not a fire under my butt. And, you know, the drive that I was so terrified of losing before, when your heart swells with conviction and your heart swells with a mission that is given by God, it just trumps any kind of drive or fire you had in the old world. And I just want to say this because there's a lot of people that are almost terrified of going all in in the kingdom way of doing things different because they are afraid that they're going to lose their drive. And I'm going to address that in a minute. But I want to circle back that when you start operating from a fire, a holy fire in your heart, no kind of world we drive can compare with that. It's a different level. It's a totally different plane. It's a different space of operating. Okay, so I'm going to just jump right in. So you, by now, hopefully you've listened to the last four podcasts. If you haven't, definitely go back because I show you the contrast between the old way and the new way in my relationships, in the relationship with my body, fitness and performance, in my relationship with money, in my relationship as an entrepreneur and a business owner, like every single area of my life has been reconstructed. I had to unlearn all those old programs and I had to reconstruct uh, with the grace of God, through the grace of God, every arena of my life so that it aligned to God's way, which is the way of multiplication. Seven shifts that I made. Now, there are more in the book. I actually go through 12, but I want to tap into just a couple of the key ones today. I'm going to go fast because this is an entire year-long coaching program that I actually walk my clients through. I walk my mastermind through, and uh, we are going to create a self-paced course to su supplement the book. But I want to just do a rough overview. So first of all, one of the, the most important, here's number one. The first thing that must happen if you really want to transcend your current reality, that means create a new operating reality from yourself, whether that's an, a 10X reality, whether it's just you want a total transformation, you are clear you no longer want to operate where you were. There has to be a recognition, a full-on opening of your eyes, that eye-wakening moment. For many people, this is called the dark night of the soul, the breakdown before the breakthrough, but something happens internally or externally that just rattles you to the core and has you saying, enough. I am done. I am done. I am done. I am done. There is no way I am going forward another day 
the same way that I have. There's an awareness that happens that what got me here, all the things that I used, all the methodology, all the mindset, all the stuff, all the fuel that I used to get me here to where I am today. And I look around my house, my boats, my cars, my stuff, my teams, money in my bank accounts, everything that got me here is now the very thing that's keeping me captive here. I'm going to say that again. Everything that got me here is now the very thing that's holding me hostage in this exact place. And I'm no longer getting the momentum that I desire. And, or if I am getting any kind of growth or expansion, it's coming at a high cost. My stress, my relationship, my sleep, everything is becoming exponentially more difficult if I continue to do it the old way. This is when we need a total dropping down of the old, releasing of the old so that we can step into the new. So step number one, the first shift is a a huge eye-opening awareness. And I do believe this is something that happens to us internally or externally. So again, you can have something that stirs inside of you and you start having this fire, this longing this desire for something different. Sometimes this happens because people get a hard wake up call. You know, their, their husband or wife shows up one day and says, I'm out. There's an affair that happens. There's a key employee that all of a sudden has been with you forever, goes, leaves, you know, and takes half the business out the door with them. I mean, Mark and I have both had that happen to us. Sometimes something happens to one of your children. There's a sickness in either way, that circumstance, that thing happened for you, not to you. And here's the pivotal point. If you can recognize that COVID would be be, be a beautiful example where we had a mass awakening across our planet where people were hit with something external that rattled them to their core and showed them what's possible. Like, what do you mean? I can actually work from home. I can also have more white work-life balance. Oh, that thing that I was so dependent on is actually like that business could be gone overnight just with a change of economy or lockdowns or whatever. So This is the thing that's so important. We have to have something that wakes us up. And this is the moment. Step one is number one, eyes wide open. There's this awakening and it has you asking, what am I really fighting for? What am I really fighting for? And number two is what is the fuel that has been driving me all these years? Has it been the, the need to prove myself? Has it been the need to like avoid any kind of poverty or loss that I experienced in my childhood? You guys can go back to the origin story. But a lot of times the fuel that's been driving us is that we're trying to get away from some kind of pain that we've experienced earlier on, or we have this insatiable appetite to get to somewhere in the horizon, which by the way is always moving, that we think that if we get there, we're going to be happy. So that recognition is step number one. What am I fighting for at the end of the day? If you would have asked me this question 10 years ago, here's the thing. We think our heart's in the right place because at that time we're operating from the level of consciousness that we have. So in retrospect, when you look back, you can often see things that you could not see when you were in that situation. Now that your eyes are open, you all of a sudden like have this awareness that, man, I have been fighting for validation, for a sense of self-worth, for an illusion of security, which is actually just fake because boom, it could be gone like that. Like, what are you really fighting for? Often we think that if we get all these things, we're going to access some kind of love, some kind of freedom, some kind of joy that's really been available to us all along. But we created this huge gap thinking that we needed X in order to experience Y. So the second thing, the second stage that I went through was really a shifting 
of allegiance. Here's the thing. At the at the end of the day, we're all serving something. We're all serving something. To me, you know, when I'm free, I'm serving God. I'm serving the King of Kings, the one who created the universe. I am operating in my unique divine design the way that he planned for me, which he is a God of freedom of mind, mental freedom. That's the whole point of salvation. We are free from the bondage of, of oppression and depression and guilt and shame and all of that. But we are always serving something. And you know, the, I, I love that verse in Matthew 6, 24 through 26. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, which by the way, mammon is a spirit of greed, all, often per personified as money, possessions, fame, status, or anything that we put on a pedestal that our ego needs, 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 could be the house, could be the car, could be the relationship, could be the platform, could be the following, anything that our our ego is chasing this. I need that. I want that. I want that. I want that. But it's almost like a spirit of greed that's running it. So we have to realize I cannot serve two masters. I have to decide. So the second thing that was a humbling piece was for me to go, God, I am shifting my heart. My allegiance is I give you my heart. I'm going all in. I'm putting you first. And this means that something's got to go. I got to be willing to say no to some other things. I shared a story of, you know, over the holidays, our daughter is a big volleyball player. She's highly committed. In fact, we just came back from a volleyball tournament this weekend. They got silver last week. They won the championships. Like it is a, almost a daily, uh, a daily practices, daily like trainers. Like she is all in on volleyball. And over the holidays, the coach had structured some, um, practices that overlapped on our Christmas dinner. Now we had family coming in, so it wasn't actually on Christmas day. We had to move it. And so we had this family gathering planned for one of the days when there was practice. And here's the thing, like she kind of threw, went into a frenzy and there was a lot of people on the other side saying, you can't miss practice. If you miss practice, you're not going to get playing time. You're not going to get to start. You're not going to get to play certain games. And so it was this moment of like, okay, do we miss the family dinner so that she can put volleyball first or what are our priorities? And it was a moment of really looking at our priorities and Mark and I are very clear, you know, it's God first family, then volleyball. Right. And so we had sent, he had sent a message to the coach saying, you know, we're going to, we have a family uh, dinner that day. It's a holiday. It's for Christmas. Like we're focusing on that and we're willing to take whatever consequences are going to come from that. Now, she was not happy at first, right? She was not happy with that decision. This girl wants to play volleyball. And the thing is, by doing so, our yes to our family, our yes to God meant also having the possibility and the potential of saying no to something else that also was important. And this is the crossroads that so many of us come to as we come to these moments where if I say yes to putting God first at the top of the day, that means I'm going to have to say no to answering that client's email that's really demanding right now. I, that means I might lose that client. But here's the good thing. You know, God uses all things for good. Not only did we have an amazing family dinner, we celebrated the Lord. We had an awesome time for the holidays. 
but the coach responded was like, absolutely. I love the fact that you guys have principles. I love the fact that you value this and she is not going to get punished for putting family first. And so that was an example of when you put things in the right order. I believe, and Mark believes, and we believe that, you know, all things and more come to us just as they're meant to. And that doesn't mean that we're always attached to everybody winning, everybody wins, but generally we have found that things do work out in our favor when we have things in the right order. When we put things in the wrong order and we start compromising, that's when we have all kinds of strife and hardship. So shifting your allegiance, who is going to get all of your heart? That was a monumental, that is the pivot that changes everything else. That is the domino that sets every other domino in motion. At every moment, you're always choosing to serve or be a slave to something or someone. Who will it be? What will it be? What are you willing to say no to so you can say yes to the things that matter most? It takes an incredible amount of courage and a whole lot of faith, which puts me into the third stage. The third thing, the third step <clears throat> was really embracing the great unknown. You know, the great unknown is the place of faith. It's moving into the place that we cannot see. We cannot see with our naked eye. We cannot even, maybe we can imagine it. Maybe we can't, depending on how close we are with the spirit and if we have a vision. But, you know, Hebrews 11 says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen in the physical. Evidence of things not seen. When I chose to embrace the great unknown, that meant letting go of doing the things that I knew how to do in familiar ways. Because if you're just doing what you're already good at and what you already know and what's predictable, you're still moving from control. You're still moving and motivated by the need for security. You're not moving into the space of the unknown. I call it the zero or the void. That's where God works, where you have to press in and become dependent to walk with him. And so for some of us, this is really, really hard because we're so conditioned to need to know, to need to see the blueprint, to know every single step. We have such a high need for security and comfort or the illusion of it or familiarity. And so for me, part of embracing the unknown was really leaning into the fact that I, I longed for spaciousness. I longed for more space, mental space, physical space, emotional space, more bandwidth in my life, just time and space to explore, to work on specific projects that were on my heart. I had been working on a schedule, like a 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. schedule for so many years. And even though I had a lot of free time before, I didn't have like bandwidth. So one of the reasons why I leaned into this unknown, I didn't know what that would look like. Honestly, that felt so foreign to me. And that's the point. I was pressing into the place of spaciousness. Like, can I actually have a schedule in a life where there's room to play, to adventure, to just spend time studying and working on my body and my health and my relationships and also do meaningful work? Like, what does that even look like? I had no clue because I didn't have a blueprint or a model for that. That's what I mean. Another thing was really moving into the place of alignment. Like another thing about embracing the unknown was only saying yes to the things that were fully in alignment and integrity with my values. Man, I had to let a lot of things go. Okay. Because you'll be surprised at how many times you compromise your values. You compromise alignment 
to try to get your instant need met. And so making this decision to go, okay, if it's not a full yes, a holistic full yes, it's a no. Oh, what? Like that's hard because we have no concept of what it's like to actually live a life that's a full yes. We know what it's like to live a life that's a partial yes or mostly a yes, but we still have to compromise other things. So this idea, when I work with clients of like, what is your life like a full yes, your 10x life, your God vision, God-sized life where everything is prospering? What is that like? Like it is a mind bend (laughs) for a lot of people because the conditioning and what's familiar is so opposite. One more example of this would be, you know, embracing the unknown was really only doing work that felt God inspired. Like I'm talking about leaning into the next season of where God was calling me to move for many years. I've always been a coach in some capacity, but the, the level of coaching kept increasing or getting deeper, right? The work kept getting deeper, richer, kept stretching me. And I had to show up like really with more wisdom and more discernment and more quiet time. I needed to prepare more. As I lean into writing this book, like the work that I was leaning into unknown was to author my first book. I have no idea what it was like to write a book, a manuscript that was 300 and something pages that, you know, I didn't no idea the amount of time and energy and focus and structure. Like looking back, it was such a labor of love. It was like birthing your first child. You have no idea what it's like to be pregnant until you are, right? And you're figuring that out as you go. So this is embracing the unknown is I'm figuring it out as I go. I'm trusting God in the process and we are moving. I just want to share a couple more here. The next thing after embracing the unknown has got to be an identity upgrade because if you, if you're no longer doing what's familiar and you're no longer doing what you can control and you're no longer doing what makes you feel secure, you're going to have a very outdated identity, right? Because your old identity was the expert at all the old things. Your old identity was loved by all the old people. Like there's an identity that's attached to the past and there's an identity that's attached to your future. And so part of this stage is upgrading your identity, dying to your old self. You cannot experience and live fully the life that you are saying yes to. If you're asking the question, what's next? What's there? You cannot go there with your old self. You've got to die of the old self in order to become who God is calling you to be in this season. That's why I talk about this too much, so much. And you know, Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's handiwork. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. You know, handiwork, it's like the potter and the clay on the wheel. Like he's always shaping us. He's always forming us. He's forming our character. He's forging us. And as we go through different seasons, there's seasons of preparation for the work at hand. And when he's calling us into new work, he starts doing that molding thing again on our character. He starts doing that molding on our identity. You know, when Esther went in to save the people and she became a queen, that was a completely different identity to be the queen that had the king's favor, who was going to speak boldly on behalf of the people and have to be very strategic versus, you know, that shy girl that was at home with her cousin Mordecai, just going through life, you know, tending to the daily, whatever, washing of the clothes and feeding and just living a very simple life. Like that was a quantum leap. So there was a 
new identity, if she would have held on to that old identity of who am I? I'm just a little girl. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, all I know is all I've ever known and all this stuff. There's no way David would be the king that he is. Solomon would be the king. Like there's no way. And so as I press in to where God, where are you leading me now? God, who is that woman that has already completed the mission that you are sending me on? Let me know more of her. Thank you for helping me remember every single day, the man or the woman that I'm becoming that is more in alignment with your vision, more aligned to the work that you're calling me to do, more embodied. And it's such a beautiful thing. So identity, identity, identity. You cannot move into your new life with your old identity. You got to drop that old one. You leave it like baggage in the past. Love him. Love her. Thank you, warrior, for that last season of life. We're doing a new thing now. And I want to say the last thing here. I, there's so many things I could go through, but after you upgrade your identity, okay? So first of all, you have your eye-opening moment. When your eyes are open, you can't unsee what you see. You have to choose, right? So that's why we have to choose who will I serve. Choose this day who will I serve. What will I serve? Will I continue to serve pressure and fear and scarcity and the old program and this factory system of the world that keeps people enslaved in the grind? Or will I serve the king of kings who has a totally different system? Will I embrace the great unknown? Because if I want that life, I'm going to need to go in tandem, hand in hand with God. He does not operate in the known realm. He operates in the unknown realm. The realm of faith is where miracles lie, right? Where divine opportunities, divine appointments. You have to upgrade your identity. You need to go through the work of establishing what is the old. We die of the old. We can honor the old, but we press in. And this is where we got to know what God is calling you to do, who he's calling you to be. What, what do you, what does he know about you that you can't even see, right? I have to operate from a God identity, the future identity. And even right now, as I'm leaning and pressing into doing speaking and keynoting and, you know, getting this book out and sharing the message with the world, I'm pressing into an upgraded identity. Again, it's terrifying in many ways. Like I know how to coach and I know how to do this in intimate containers. And I'm, you know, broadcasting this message through the podcast, but standing on a stage, it's like, Lord, I was, again, when I was running this morning, I was like, I don't want to go anywhere without you going with me. <laughs> I don't want to step on that stage and open my mouth unless your words are flowing through me. Like it is next level unification for me to really deliver, uh, deliver the message, the things that he has for me to deliver. I mean, I'm a spokesperson, I'm a messenger, I'm, I'm a vehicle and a vessel to deliver what he has for the world, right? And so are you through you, your unique abilities. The last thing I want to share here, and again, I'm only getting six of them because there's 12 in the whole process. But we can't, once we have an upgraded identity and we realize we're an unknown, there's a whole new playing field. So the battle strategies you had in the past, like the way the strategies you used to roll with for running your business, growing your business, growing your teams, like, like you see the battle is totally different. It's no longer your business, your teams, your people, your car, your stuff. It's like everything belongs to him, right? It's like for the Lord, for the whole earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So you start to operate with a totally different vantage point, battle view of the lay of the land, which says, okay, what do I see now? Everything belongs to the Lord, like everything, right? I, everything is borrowed in this lifetime. You're not taking it with you when you go. 
And so when you start shifting your vantage point and you start shifting what you see as the daily battles, you're no longer scrapping and trying to just get something because you think it's yours and you need to hold on to it. And you're operating out of this like fear of like, I got to hold on to what's mine. You see things completely differently because you have upgraded your vantage point. You have upgraded your battle strategies. And so therefore you move different, you engage different, you think different, you do things completely differently than 99% of the world, right? Then you do things completely differently than you used to do them before. And so here's the upgrade. You got to do different. <laughs> you have a new identity. You're not going to go into the unknown with a new identity and do the same old things you've always done. You're going to talk different. You're going to sound different. You're going to move at a different pace. You're not going to be frenetic anymore, scheduled from morning till night. Your schedule is going to look different. Your tone is going to sound different. You're going to talk to your teams different. You're going to attract people different. You're going to fight different because you're fighting for something different. <laughs> All right. So you guys, I'm going to recap. Number one, awareness. Did you big aha moment? There has to be that moment of awareness that often that's a journey, a stage that you go through. It doesn't like boom, light bulb moment. Sometimes usually there's some kind of breakdown before, before the breakthrough, a dark night of the soul, something that rattles you. The second thing is the minute your eyes are open and you could see yourself, how you've been operating, you could see what got you here. You start to decide, you got to make a decision. Who am I going to serve, <laughs> right? Where am I going to give all of me? Am I going to continue to give all of myself to the old or am I going to shift allegiance and serve someone so much greater, the one who knows everything ahead of me, the one who knows the plants, the one who, who knows all the equipping that needs to happen. Like who, who am I going to really serve here? Am I going to serve my ego, right? Am I going to serve the need for control or am I going to serve freedom, abundance, love, right? All of those things. Number three, you got to embrace, you got to embrace, embrace, embrace the unknown, not the known, the unknown. God is always moving. He is unchanging because he is steadfast. His character never changes, but he is always on the move. So I'm always asking God, where are you going? What are you doing here? What are you doing with these kids? What are you doing with this marriage? What are you doing with this business? What are you doing? How can I be part of that? Let me, if you move, I move. I can't fall in love and get too familiar and too comfortable in one place for too long. Otherwise I'll be terrified to move into the unknown. And nothing is worse than falling into complacency and stagnation. You have to upgrade your identity. All right. The next step is the identity upgrade. You will not get to where God's calling you to go with your old identity. Each stage of your life, you will have many identities you go through as you start remembering more and more and getting to know more and more of the man or woman God created you to be. Last thing is really you've got to shift total vantage point and start doing things completely different. Now, obviously there's a process that I walk my clients through that I go through. We hit on five of these key stages. You know, when you start doing things differently, you're in a place of radical trust. You're in a place of radical obedience. You have to learn the art of discernment, right? Like what to do, when to do it, how to move. And these are all components. And as we go through this initiation, which is really a journey from head to heart, from the old world into the new world, there is a complete 
releasing of the old, a restructuring of every arena of your life as you start locking into place and coming into alignment um, and really living a life that's, it is a full yes. It's a full yes. So you guys, I want to invite you into a life of a full yes. I want to invite you to say yes to a 10x life, an expansive life, a fully aligned life, a God-sized life, one where you truly are multiplying in every arena where your journey goes while you're prospering and you're doing so in a way that, that brings peace into your life. Um, to me, that is the kingdom way, you know, that's God's way over the ego's way. And if that sounds like something that you are wanting to press into and you want to learn more about, then I encourage you to click on the links below and just inquire about our round table, our mastermind program. We do some coaching and mentorship one-on-one -on -one and also in a group, um, basis. We have the book coming up. So you guys stay on the lookout for those pre-order links so you can get a book for you and everyone in your circle. I want to really get as much support around this as possible because it is a inexpensive way to spread this message to the world. And as always, I love to hear from you guys. So if you have not done so, please take a minute, leave a review, share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute right now to subscribe and review. Your five-star review goes so far in getting this message into the ears and hearts of the people who need to receive it. Thank you again for being part of this conversation. Have a beautiful, blessed, and prosperous day.